Hey, 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 my PewCast fam, how are you guys doing? Hey, Wacky, hey, Maeve. Yo, 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 how we doing? <laughs> I am doing great, man. Wacky, Wacky, how are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm back. I made it back all in one piece. And uh, man, what a, what a conference. What a, what a time it was. <laughs> you know, every time when I wake up, I just... Either there's two things, guys. So the first thing is I receive a lot of drunk texts and drunk videos. That's the first thing. <laughs> um, the second thing is that uh, he sent me like the videos of the conference. So Wacky is like totally two different people. Like in the morning, he's doing his you know interviews, going around. Uh, I I mean pretty you you guys have seen it right on on Twitter. He's sharing the videos and stuff. And at night, he's sending me drunk texts. So. There's this, I think it was today when I woke up this morning and he said, you rock. And then I'm like, what? You mean you're asking me that am I awake? And he's like, yeah, yeah. That's like, okay, bro. Like that is two different things, man. <laughs> but Wacky China, I don't, you yo, sound happy. I do how not know. I, I'm very good. I do not know how this message got sent. <laughs> I mean, very clearly, uh, my phone knows. Uh, those words by now so I must have swiped because I swipe text I don't type so the phone must have typed uh, swiped all by itself <laughs> anyway <laughs> oh man I mean I'm happy to have you back in one piece and man today we're gonna dive down a lot of great stories I mean you confirm have a lot like tons of good things to talk about right yes 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 lots of lots of good stuff I mean man it, it was it was an awesome conference I do have to say um it was really, really comforting to see the amount of people. I did not expect that many people to come, especially to a European conference. And I don't know whether it's Paris and obviously it's easy access um, and people like to go over there, but it was awesome. It was just fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's great. All right, let's get started. Are you ready for the intro or you need me? Like, are you like, right now already? I'm you ready. ready? Uh, you I'm ready, man. Right, let's go. I'm back. I'm back in form. I'm ready. I'm ready. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon, Europe. Good morning, Americans. And welcome to Rug Radio Asia Web3 Motherfuckers, where we talk everything Web3, NFTs, latest news, hot topics, and more. Yes, we have rebranded. We are currently changing the slight format of the show from today onwards. We are on a new schedule. We will do this show. Every weekday still, Monday to Friday. But we are now starting at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 12.30, uh, no, 1.30 p.m. London, or 9.30 p.m. UTC plus 8 for you guys over in Asia. Our goal, you know, is to build the biggest Web3 media brand in Asia Pacific. And this new format is dedicated to providing you more time, more fun, more value, more alpha, and just more good times in general. My name is Wacky. I am your host under our brand, PewCast. I am back from NFT Paris, which was above all expectations. Really amazing. I posted a few videos. We were talking about it. I was there. If you haven't seen them, check them out. I wasn't even walking right next to the. Fr I was even walking right next to the French lady. I do have to say, it was uh, it was cool. I did not expect this. She came to visit, and uh, that was pretty unexpected. Now, my co-host. He's solid as a rock, I got to say. He was living NFT Paris vicariously through all my texts and all my videos. As I was walking back from a mat networking event, which involved going to Animoca, Rug Radio, Doodles. Then I tried, it was a failed attempt to get on the, onto the D-Gods 
slash pudgy penguins both, which is probably better because I don't know if you guys have seen the videos. I would probably have ended up drinking also out of my shoe. Man, that party was nuts. And I finally ended up with Red Guy, which kept me up until 6 a.m. in the morning. My co-host, his name, Buke Rainbow. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing good. Like, I mean, I am waiting for Monday to happen as fast as possible. Because, man, like the videos you send me is crazy. And, you know, this guy, Wacky, when he walks back to his hotel all drunk, he don't wants to walk back alone. So he has to do a video showing me that, you know, he's coming to the train station, <laughs> um, then showing me he's walking back. I'm like, ah, this guy misses me. That That is one. But as usual, welcome to the PukeCast show. Basically, right now, we combine two shows. The first show, which is Asia Web3 Motherfuckers, and the second show, as you guys know, is Daily Dose Asia. But combining two into one is... Is actually a good thing because man, like I mean, even though you guys heard the bittersweet news that's happened last week, but this week itself we have two big updates that hey, we're gonna talk about it because a lot of people, I mean not a lot, but two people actually stand up and say, you know what, guys, um, you know, we are not gonna let this go down. What are you guys wanting to build? How can I help? A lot of people are trying to you know extend the landing hand to it so man i'm just interested to you know digest about this getting to know more people and hey we are still doing this we are still one community in asia and i believe the goal is simple to be the number one show in asia and you guys are here proves that you know what we are still building so as usual check the ping tweet like and retweet the spaces because hey man we would love to have more people here with us request to speak because we are always wanting to have more speaker readers join a twitter group if you have not dm me dm the speakers we would like to connect with you guys all right Today's ice-breaking session, Wacky, do you, yes. do you have the question ready? Do I have the question ready? I, I'm ready to type it. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, guys. So the question is this. You know, every time they ask, like, uh, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite TV series? How about this? We do wacky things here in, you know, Daily Dose Asia and also Asia Web3 Motherfuckers. So the question is this. What's the worst movie you ever watched? All right, I'm going to answer it. Basically... Uh I watched this movie called uh, Triangle. I'm not too sure if you guys know about it, but I remember it was so bad because in the end, so basically Triangle, it's they, they a group of people, they leave the island and then they hop on the, on the ship and then every time, like, I think it was like 15 minutes when you're watching, 15 to 20, I think it was like 10 minutes, right? And then they reset and then they do the thing over again. So it just repeat the whole show four times and the movie end. And I'm like, man, what is this? It's literally triangle. So I'm like, shit, you know what? It's not my it's not my thing. All right. So that's my movie. Wacky, pin the tweet. I'm what, gonna comment. Is, this is the actual whole movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm gonna find a poster. I'm gonna find a poster oh my God. And, and show it in the comment section. You guys do the same. Pick the worst movie ever. Show it in the comment section. So hey I mean, you are not, you're, you're being born. Do not watch it. All right. Wacky, how about oh, you? Oh, man. Oh, dude, I'm going to be controversial here. But this, this just stayed with me. I mean, I think there are quite a few movies where I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. This is so dumb. But there's this one movie. I was in college, I was in the States. And, and I generally don't go with friends to watch a movie, right? So that was already, that, well, when I said I don't go with friends, I don't go with like dude friends in my late, in my mid 20s. 
well, no, it was college. Okay, so early 20s. To go watch a movie. And we go, we go watch Lost in Translation. I'm sure a lot of you guys must have seen it. And man, it was so slow. It was so boring. I couldn't deal with freaking Bill Murray there. And the story, oh my God. I, I just remember getting out of this movie and being really upset. <laughs> because also, it ends in a weird way. And I don't know why. To this day, every time I think about one of the worst movies, I just think about this one. And I know lots of people love it. Like, there's so many people that actually love this movie. But for me, that, that was the one. I don't know why. It just uh, really stuck with me. Uh, <laughs> All right, guys. I posted I posted the movie. So if you check out, uh, you know, Wacky's tweet, I posted a picture. Please do not watch it. Like, if you watch it, then let me know whether you like it or not. But it's a no for me. All right. Cryptovius, I miss you, buddy. How are you doing? Hey, don't worry. I'll be missing the, uh, the Daily Dose or Rug Radio Asian um, community too. Uh, been pretty, 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 pretty busy. I didn't go to NFT Paris. Uh, so not like a wacky, but I just wanted to say to ask wacky. It's crazy because I watched Lost in Translation as well when I was probably a similar age, and I felt exactly the same. But what I want to ask you is: Have you watched it as an as a as an adult, grown up? No, man. I I I feel like I wasted two and a half hours of my watch life, it. and I, I can't watch I can't. it. Wreck you watch it. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Because I for for me, okay. I, feel, I don't want to turn it into like a film review um, spaces, but I, I feel when I watched it at the time, a lot of it didn't really make sense to me. But then when I watched it later, um, like about ten years later, as an adult, I was like, ah, okay, this actually makes much more sense, and this actually a. a a, a much better movie than I gave it credit for initially. I think sometimes it's a case of being in the right place at the right time in in your life, maybe. So I'm going to tell you something else. I wasn't ready for this type of humor. There's another movie that I wasn't ready for this type of humor. It was um, The Big Lebowski. I, I When I first watched The Big Lebowski, I was like, what is this stupid movie? Like, literally, it's not actually funny. And I just, as you say, I wasn't ready for it. And it had been such build. There has been so so much build up for me. Someone was telling me it's like, oh my god, this is the best movie ever. And I was such a letdown. But as you rightly say, I watched it again afterwards, and I was like, okay, fine. I got used to your humor. I was like, all right, I see, I see the sarcasm, blah blah. blah. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, fine, fine. I, I might, I might have another look at this Lost in Translation. What I didn't realize for a long time is that it was uh, what's her name? Uh, ah, what Scarlett her name? Johansson. Here you go, Scarlett Johansson in there. And uh, Bill Murray. Okay, okay. I, I'm I'm gonna take another look. I wanna take another look. We'll, we'll... <laughs> hey, guys, guys. I've like searched the movie and I realized like I didn't watch it. So wacky. If you if you're gonna watch it, I'll watch it as well. That's it. <laughs> oh man. No, no. I'm right, so curious to I, see what you I'm, think. I'm a sucker for like ratings, right? And I saw the movie has seven point seven ratings, so it should be good, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I would love to hear from other people if you guys have seen it. You know, raise your hand. I'll go straight to you guys because I would love to know what you thought. But uh, it, it, otherwise, I'm going to go in order of who I have in my screen here. Uh, actually, we're going to go with Maeve. We're going to, you know, I want to know how Maeve is doing. How you doing, buddy? I know you've been busy this weekend. Uh, what's, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? I'm going to be frank. I, I don't remember horrible movies because I just don't bother. But uh, yesterday, I was uh, watching a bit of, uh, what's it called? The House Has a Ghost on Netflix. It's like the latest movie. Guys, the cast is like super stacked, man. You got like Falcon and uh, that guy from uh, Stranger Things. So the whole cast is super stacked. 
but the movie is so weird. It's like one of those like fucking millennial shit. I don't know. It's like they're trying. It's like it's a it's a ghost movie. There's not horror, which I get. I knew from the start, right, from the trailers and all. But like they want to add, like you know, like some social media aspect, uh, Twitch streaming element to it. I was like a quarter way in. I was like, no, fuck this. Like, I, I can't take it. I just like switch. <laughs> You know horrible. who else is in? You know who else is in there that I saw? I think from the preview there, uh, Stifler's mom. I think. Yeah, no, it, it was a lot, a lot. <laughs> wacky, wacky, wacky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, one more, one more. Who wants uh, G Dub, Neil, Lulu, Forza? Whoever unmutes first gets uh, gets to tell us. I don't want to pinpoint whoever. If if one of you guys feels really strongly about a really crap movie that you have seen, time is now. Uh, oh, Orsa. Yeah, let's go. GM, GM, guys. GM, buddy. Yeah, bro. The most crappiest movie I watched, I watched was Insidious 5. Insidious? Yeah. The fifth chapter, it was so hilarious. Like, it was not even, like, uh, frightening to watch. It was, like, so funny. It was... I didn't even, like, get feared of the ghost. It was so funny to watch. Was this the first or the third? Fifth one, the last Insidious Five movie, like they have five. Oh my god! I, yeah, I didn't know they that. Did, did they have five? I, I remember they had like <laughs> yes, three. yeah, they had five movies. Holy! <laughs> but like you know, they're they're so successful. They said they did five. The one, the the first one was amazing. Then the rest was a bit like you know, like pushing the, bro, it. Bro, the second second one was also like super, bro. Like it was really good. But you know yeah. uh, when they do five, uh, they milked it like until there's no no any milk left. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like if you look at the Fast and Furious franchise, like I mean the first, second, oh third, and fourth, it's like good, right? And then right now, oh, I mean okay. the stun is like crazy. Like you have John Cena that can literally stop a helicopter with a car. I mean, like come on. <laughs> I think it's the uh, fourth one, bro. I missed. Uh, I missed. It's not the fourth one. It's the fourth one. Yeah. Yes, the last key. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but Fast and Furious yeah. is already confirmed, right? I think there's the the ten the tenth is coming out. Like that franchise, man. Holy. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, yeah it's the most money milking franchise. My god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, they they are, they are literally saying like, you know what? We are going to keep doing until nobody watch it. But hey, I mean, <laughs> you, you can complain, but if they come up with it, will you watch it? I will. So <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say. Guess what? I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, God. All right, cool. All right, All what right. we got for today? What we got? Yep, yep. Besides that, let's get down to business. All right, so first off, let's start with the GM news, and then we go off with our topic. So, Wacky, okay. to you, get it on. Oh, shit. You're like, you're starting me off like right there. It's uh, wait, oh, 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 it's the G of the M with the tripod update. Better than Bloomberg. And more accurate than Jim Cramer, he follows the news for you so you don't have to. GW. Thank you, Aki GMGM. Today, it is the 27th of February, 2023. It is Monday. Uh, global macro events still affect crypto prices, uh, crypto prices. So here's a short summary on TradFi to help you make better decisions. To the US, so obviously this is uh, last, last Friday, S&P 500 is down 1.1%, uh, and NASDAQ is down 1.7%, and the major tech stocks down 
two percent. Okay, so some keynotes for the U.S. market um, that investors have already priced in at least three more twenty-five、uh, basis points, or zero point two five percent interest rate hikes for this coming year. They are expecting a peak of five point five percent in June, and then. For it to slowly come off over probably the coming two years, so that's the U.S. Over to Europe. Europe is up zero point eight percent. Some interesting things: so Bank of America upgraded H and M's rating from underperform to、uh, buy、um, because they're expecting margins to rebound、uh, this year. Um, and then also, interestingly, Commerce Bank share prices is up more than four、uh, percent. This is because they have been added back into Germany's blue chip DAX index.、Um, so, for those who don't know,、um, when a when a when a company is added back into an index, then there's a lot of the ETF, the exchange traded funds. Which will need to buy that company's shares because they're trying to track the index. So this adds a lot of extra buy pressure, which means the share prices will go up.、Um, then also, when you remove a company from an index, the opposite will occur. So more sell pressure, the share price will come down.、Uh, over to Asia, so Hong Kong is down zero point three percent, Japan down zero point one percent. Singapore down zero point six percent, China, Shanghai down zero point three percent, and Korea down zero point eight percent. That is the TradFi update. Over to Maves. You know why they're all down is because they didn't go to NFT Paris. Is the M of the G with the G Gen update? He's not farming blur, although he really could. What he really cares about is art, because he's so smart. Maves knows. Thanks to my M and thanks Wacky. Now this is Maves knows NFTs. Mimlan introduces latest UI updates and reveals Super Crew bonus and potatoes questing. Mimlan makes a casual 999 with bid for Dookie Dash Golden Key. Then Deca Den DDD a three if art contest has started. Vinnie Hager announced February post burn. Punkas Punkaso yeah Punkaso World launching tomorrow, featuring 22 artists in total. New form of fishing, fishing yeah, revealed by a、uh, backholding NFTs. CNP introduces,、uh, introduced as Lines NFT slash Web three partner, and finally, first proposal submitted to Crypto Ninja Noun CNN. Back to you, Puke. All right, all right. Thank you for the GM news, and I'm I'm gonna read a little bit of you your guys' comment. Like I know our doc. Professor X said, "Hey, the worst movie is not not gonna watch again. It's actually Dragon Ball. Wacky, I know you are a fan of Dragon Ball, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't the, believe I mean, it. But、wow. the real movie, I'm offended. I mean, no, no, no. The the real movie, no. The anime is fine. All right.、Uh, also, what they did a movie with like actual people. Yeah. Oh my god." <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, I, I thought like the movie was really good, like the red colors, God Saiyan thing. Whoa, whoa, that was pretty dope. I guess it was pretty dope. Ah, 
right? Uh, and and then uh, Crypto Phoenix says Sharknado, but I remember like when I was a kid, like Sharknado is fun. So I am not too sure. Like if adult you watch it, then it's a no for me. Uh, Love for Mute said uh, The Room, and Forza said of course Insidious Four. White Wolf said Tall Love and Thunder. Gosh, the movie is so blur. Yeah, that was I'm a bad. huge Marvel fan, yeah. but the movie, nah, nah, not gonna watch again. Uh, Maeve, you, I heard you watch the latest Ant-Man a little bit. Uh, what was it, what's your rating on the movie, bro? And the quantum, quantum something. Quantum, quantum mania. Like, uh, it, it was alright. It was pretty easy. It wasn't as bad as, uh, what, what, what was it? Uh, Black Love, Mission. God, and Thunder. Uh, like, I was okay. Like, so, I, I put it as, like, the same as, like, Love, God, and Thunder. You know, it's just, like, you know, got some humor, you know, some fighting, you know, typical hero stuff. Nothing too intense because like the the this phase four is more of like fillers, right? As compared to like Black Widow is really bad. Like that that was like I don't know, just super lackluster. But uh, anyhow, uh, it, it was uh, it was a good two hours. I uh, I tried the uh, family friendly cinema for once in my life. I didn't know what it was until that day, and uh, <laughs> wow, my eyes I like I really went blind, man. Holy shit. Like, right, right, right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil the beans. So Maeve told me that he booked a movie and it's uh family friendly and he he didn't know what was it and I was like bro come on like family friendly means that they can bring the kids basically the kids shout run around they don't off every light uh and you watch with the kids so Maeve had the bad experience that's why you know what I'm like gonna point it out and Maeve you have to answer it but. Besides all the jokes, wacky, let's talk about NFT Paris. Like, even today, right now, at the left side, when I see what's trending, basically, NFT Paris is trending. So, just tell me, man, like, about the events, about the people, because I heard, like, last time NFT Paris tweeted, basically, like, they only have, like, I think 500 people. It, it was the first time. And this year, basically, they count of a total two days, they have 18,000 people in total so yeah. man like that is a huge shift like just imagine 500 people to eighteen thousand. i mean it's native alive or dead or what's happening <laughs> I, I gotta tell you man i don't know how they pulled it off i don't know how they managed to get that many people excited i mean they they did super well um so i think they learned from nft nyc and nft london in the way they set up the venue so first of all i mean if you guys saw the video that I sent, the venue was right in front of the Eiffel Tower. So in terms of iconic space, it really doesn't get any better than this. But the key was that every single exhibitor, every single person there that, was, that had a booth was all in the same, on the same floor. So you didn't have to go up and down, take the elevators, take the stairs. Everyone was right there on you know, one in one huge space. And it meant that it really created a buzz. And you had so many different art installations. It really wasn't a traditional NFT conference. It, it really felt, I, I said it in my video, but it really felt more like a tech conference. Um, you had, you know, robots that were there doing all sorts of stuff. You had this giant Smurf that people were painting. You had arcades. Um, you had some smoke, you know, some smoke machine. You had another project which was from Johnny Sachs. And they were registering people. They were, so basically you were registering. You had to take your picture there. They were giving you a little card. And then you, once the game or once the project was launched, you then all of a sudden owned one of the planets. So it's like something in, in the whole universe. And once the game is launched, 
you were then able to talk to one another because you own one of the planets in the universe. I mean, they really went all out. And, and obviously the fact that the French lady and quite a few other you know, government officials came to see the whole space and, and have a look at it, it, it really added to the buzz. Um, there was one more thing where the main conference center, or not conference center, but the main uh, speaker's room was also overlooking the Eiffel Tower. So I, I got to say, they did everything right, except the very first day when you were trying to get into the venue, people had to queue for an hour and a half. I got, I got really lucky because I showed up around like 11.30 or something like this. And one of my friends was already queuing since the morning. So when I showed up, he was right there at the very front. So I didn't have to wait at all. I got super lucky there. But other than that, they did extremely well. I was surprised. I was surprised. That, and everybody was surprised. Everybody was like, wow, I can't believe there are so many people and that it's so good. Yeah, I, I think like based on the video that you show and even like I I'm I mean I've been over the weekend I've been like watching people posting it. Like if you just type NFT Paris, you can see all the wild parties, people posting, you know, taking photos of people. But would you say like this time when you go to because I mean you are a conference freak, right? You are the NFT, the, 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 <laughs> the definition of, you know, NFT L- London, NFT NYC, every NFT event, like the major event, you are there. Uh, would you say this one was very fruitful in terms of like meeting people, um, you know, networking with like uh, people that you wanted to know and stuff like that? Maybe you can share a little bit on it. From my perspective, that was by, that was by far the best networking event that I, that I did. And again, because everybody was there in one spot. So if, if you knew who you were looking to, to connect with, it was very easy to find them. Um, also, the fact that a lot of the side venues were a little bit further away from the event and also they were happening after the event, that means that you didn't really have to compete for the space during the conference. So when the conference was happening, everybody was at the conference. It was... Um, by far, from my perspective, it was the best event. The, and also from a networking perspective, I mean, as you say, uh, I was able, to, me I was forward, able to meet, dude, I was Give able me. to meet so many people. I mean, <laughs> I met Faro, Mendo, and OSF, right? They were right there. We're obviously part of the Rug Radio family. So I met them for the first time. I met them on the Thursday after they had the live show at the NFT Academy. No, it's not called the NFT Academy. It's called the NFT Factory, which is right across from the Centre Georges Pompidou. So that was already a big one. And then the next day, I got to meet Yatsiu. I got to meet Robbie Young, who's the CEO of Animoca. Um, then I met, uh, I met Susan that we interviewed last time from Petaverse, who was the, one of the founders of one of the GTA games and, and 2K games as well. So it was awesome. Yeah, all in all, it was awesome. <laughs> all right. So what, what were the projects, like the major NFT projects? Because, man, I saw like they have like the Smurf project was there, right? Smurf Society. I saw they have DJ Tunes. So what were the like the big notable brands that you saw? I mean, like, like they did, I mean, like a huge uh, setup and stuff like that. So this was the surprising thing is that I thought there would be a lot more big projects that would have a booth, but they didn't. And I think part of the reason why, because the booth space was, pro- was probably quite a bit expensive and as a result, you didn't have a lot of the small NFT projects, which meant, which meant that it wasn't you know, as interesting as it possibly could be. So you had Dijon Tunes and the Smurf, as you saw. The Smurf, they had the, the Smurf. 
they started with this Smurf. It was all white, and then they painted it live on during the event. It was it was fantastic. But Renga, Renga was the one project that had a huge booth. They had their pictures all around. They had the NFTs all around. They're the ones that really went all out. Besides that, you obviously had your normal like um, tool providers like Ledger. You had obviously Rock Radio that was there. You had a lot of the the media ones that were there, but other than that, I mean, you have this Johnny Sachs who's presenting, who's creating a new project. But from the projects that we know, that we're familiar with, there weren't that many. You guys didn't even have their own booth. Now, Crypto Garga was there and he was speaking and he was at events, but they didn't have their own particular booth. Even the, even Frank, D-Gods, right? They didn't go there and had their own massive booth. They just, because they're going around community building and what he was really focusing on is going around the event, meeting people, taking pictures with people, talking with holders, and then obviously the big Degos party, which was on the boat afterwards, which I don't know if you guys have seen some of the videos, but if you haven't, type Degos NFT Paris, have a look. I mean, people went nuts on that boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the whole, I mean, even before the event, you know, like the whole Degos community is like crazy, right? In terms of like the videos that they share, they always have this thing whereby they take like snippets of like different people doing different crazy stuff. And one thing that they always do was a shoey, right? Like, I mean, it, I know it's an Australian thing. Uh, there are tons of people doing a shoey, man. Like the D, a lot of people are talking about the D-God party is crazy because people are basically on the floor doing the fish, you know, like like the, the movement. Uh, people yeah, are the doing banana. shoey. <laughs> it was crazy. Like I'm I mean in terms of like partying, I think the D Gods people know how to party hard, man. Oh man. Well, so so okay. So there's one more thing that has really impressed me. And I was telling you about it when I was coming back, but is the we know the NFT space obviously is very young, right? You have a lot of people that are very young, mo- mo- a lot of people in their twenties. But to actually see how influential the you know 20 year old community and how they're running the space i mean you know you look at farouk he's 27 you look at frank d god he's 24 you look at well now blur he's also 24 uh is, is frank 24 i think he's 24 he's super young right um and once you see them in real life and you see sort of the presence that they have you see how much people want to talk to them want to be around them how influential they are it, it is actually quite inspiring, I have to say. I was saying it's it's impressive, it's impressive and scary at the same time. But um, it it really is the new generation, you know. And uh, I think that the Degods party, when you were looking at some of those videos, they he's there and he's about to hype up the crowd and he says, you know, this songs, those two songs, is really to to show that we are here, you know, we're we're gonna be listened to and and uh, it's he's really motivating everyone to show that they are the next generation coming up and they, they got to do it. You know, they're going to do it. They're working hard. And then I think that's also why they're going nuts. But I think the D gods also remind me a little bit of uh, some of the guys from Jackass. In terms, I think it's just going to get wilder and wilder. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if everybody is gonna, just going to get wilder. So, so you try, try and tell me that you're going to get a D gods, right? <laughs> Yo, I got to tell you, I, so I tried after I went to doodle, I tried to get into the D gods boat. And after I saw this, I was like, okay, maybe it was just wasn't was such a bad thing that I wasn't on this boat because I, it would have been nuts. I probably would have ended up on, in, in, the, in the Seine, you know, in the river over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question about NFT Paris. I mean, 
I saw basically uh, Rock Radio did a collaboration with like Ledger and also Yuga, right? Like the whole place is red. So I mean, it's it's cool to see like I mean Rock Radio actually get like an event collaborating with Yuga Labs, um, uh, in terms of like doing events, getting sponsored by, for example, Yuga Labs. Even the Crypto Gaga was there. Uh, also talking about like Ledger and stuff like that. So tell me about the event, bro. So I actually got to meet Crypto Gaga because he was there. So when Farouk was doing his speech, he's there. He comes on the cat. It, it wasn't a club. Um, it was at 6 p.m. and it wasn't a club. And it was quite quite interesting actually to be in a club so early. But it really worked for some reason. And um, and he said, "Hey, I'm I'm I, if I would raise a glass if I had one." And I, and I happened to be right next to him at the time, and I had a glass right there, right next to me. I'm like, here you go, just take it. He's like, oh shit. So it kind of started like this. Crypto Gaga was there next to him, and um, literally after they did the speech, I just went up to Crypto Gaga and be like, hey, how you doing? I was with Susan at the time, so we got to talk with him, and it was awesome. I, I mean, th- that's the one thing that I would really, I, I guess, the long story short, if I could encourage you guys, and obviously you know, go to whatever is local um, to start with, especially because it, it costs a bit of money. Although once you are at the event and the parties, most of the time the drinks are taken care of. So you really spend money on flights, well, transportation, accommodation, and then cabs or, or, to, or train wherever you are to go from one venue to the other, right? Um, but it really, it really brings a whole different dimension to what we are doing now right we're here we're on the spaces and we are connecting and you know some of the guys from the old la daily dose i had spent a few times with them uh, i had spoken with them over discord over twitter spaces and obviously you establish a bond but being there in real life you know hugging the person saying hello spending time having a drink with the person makes a huge difference in terms of how you interact and it also makes a huge difference in terms of the potential future partnership and future working relationship that you build. So many collaborations are being done during those events. Um, it, it creates a whole different dimension. And this is what we're saying. You know, if you think NFTs are dead, nowhere near, man. If, if anything, a lot of the bad it's projects fun. are going to die. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Look, yes, you've got the blur farming token at the moment, and it's probably a bit overinflated. But... What it really transpires is that the good projects are really here. They're really thinking about the long term and they're going to do they're going to go on and do great things. And also what we're seeing is that you have new people that are entering the market, but they are entering the market with products already. They're not entering the market with just a simple PFP. They are entering the market with an idea, with a vision. So I got to say. I'm very bullish after seeing this, after seeing the way people are bonding together, the way people spend time together, the way people work together, want to collaborate. It's it's only going to get better. You know, it's so exciting. So many people have told me, he says, man, I love Web3. Yes, you know, <laughs> it, we, we're in bear times. And so many people, that's the general feeling. They're like, yo, we're in the bear market. It's been a shitty year. But guess what? I freaking love the space. So it, it, from that perspective, it was it was super. Yep, and I and I think after going there, coming back, I can hear you are already pumped to deliver more, right? And as we say, I mean, this is so aligned because when you look at, for example, NFT um, events like the huge event, it's all based in US, in Europe, in Paris, London, and stuff like that. But hey, NFT like for example in Southeast Asia, like Singapore or Malaysia or even Hong Kong, is is not 
S. I mean, it's not. We have like small NFT events, but not as big as there. Whereby you know all the big big brands, or I mean all the blue chips, or like you know brands that are constantly delivering, um, that doing events. So I'm interested because I know like you know what we, me and you, and even all the speakers here in Pukecast, we want to grow the space, especially focusing on Asia space. So hey man, I mean I'm not too surprised if end of the year or even next year we have uh, NFTs. And big event in Asia. I mean, that's gonna be dope. And man, this time I will be there, bro. So you have oh, to man, fly over wait. because you are the OG in terms of going to events. That's it. Like I asked Reki, I was like, "You are not doodle holders. How how you get into the parties?" He's like, "I I have my way." So, bro, you have to teach <laughs> me in terms of how to do that. But moving on to the topic, the next topic is this. Like as you guys know, last Friday, uh. Remember, I told you guys that, you know, we have a bittersweet news. And then, uh, because I, I didn't want to spoil it too much for you guys, you know, letting you guys hear directly from what Ryan has to say. You guys know that right now, Ryan is taking kind of like a pause in terms of Web3. And he actually, you know, as you guys know or listen to the show, there I think it was like two to three times uh, Zeneca was on the show as a speaker first. And then the next one, he was also an investor. So... Basically, they did like a collaborative. So for the next two weeks, right, uh, Zen Daily, which is a Twitter space that he started this year, is going to change to um, the Ryan Show, which is the same timing. So it's uh, 11.30 p.m. GMT plus 8. If it's 10.30 a.m. Uh, EST. So for two weeks, it's going to be that. And then after that, they will shift to their regular timing. So for Asia, I already know that this timing isn't that good because it's like 4 a.m. for me, right? So, but I realized that even today, um, I seen in our group chat and it, it also Maeve told me, uh, also thanks to Forza, but there are also other people that want to step up in terms of seeing how we want to grow uh, our spaces. And so right now, I mean, besides um, having... Zeneca or listening to the vision he had for all these subspaces. Uh, we also had uh, Lost Lost Realms, uh, which is Sane Web3. Uh, basically, you know, we also want to learn and see what his vision, because he said, hey, I'm here, um, I do daily spaces, and I listen to his spaces. They are both good hosts. Like, Sane Web3 is very good in terms of, like, gaming. Zeneca is education general in Web3. So we, we are wanting, you know, if, if you guys ask me, like, what's the future for Dididos Asia? It, it never changed. It's just to be the number one Asian space. So we're going to focus in terms of, like, for example, Asian projects. We're going to focus on what we want to build here in Asia because I believe, like, there are tons of potential in it. And so this is just a little update for you guys not too sure where are we heading to this. But hey, if people offer lending help, we can always utilize it because the beauty of Web3 is like, you know what? We grow all together. All right, moving on to the next so, topic. Go well, ahead, bro. Just, just one quick thing to give you guys a little bit of alpha. Um, Zeneca reached out to us to organize a call and to discuss. So we have a call scheduled with him later this week um, to see, well, to, to take contact and then to see what he wants to do and to see how we might be able to work together. So, you know, um, stay tuned. More coming a little bit later this week. We'll see what happens and how the call goes. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it's a, it's a great pers person to partner with. As you say, he's very educational, which I think is good. It might be a, a nice combination between you know digging into projects as well as again, which is kind of what Ryan wanted to do, is to educate people about the space in general. So we'll we'll see how that works out. But we've got a call scheduled with him later this week. 
Yep. Uh, crypto, you got your hand up, bro. Yeah, sorry. I know we transitioned from NFT Paris, but I just wanted to ask Wacky, um, what was the attendance by um, females like? Were there many women in attendance? Because I think I saw somebody, a friend of ours, um, an NLC from the Daily Dose London meetup crew, um, she highlighted a tweet. I can't remember who the project was, but it was like, oh, spot, spot a woman in the crowd, and there was none. So I just wanted to know if there was many women in attendance to the event. There were plenty. Oh, that's good. There were that's plenty. Good. There were plenty, many, many more than, than you would think. Now, obviously, it's still not the vast majority, right? But um, there are certainly more than, uh, than what we used to. I'll tell you one of the reasons for this is that you had quite a few projects that were fashion projects as well. So as a result, as we know, you've got quite a few girls and it's just not a stereotype. You'd have a lot of girls that work in those fashion uh, houses. So from that perspective, it, it was quite good. But I mean, look, the space is still vast majority men, but you would be surprised. There were still plenty more girls than, uh, than before. So it's, it's growing. And, and the, the ladies that I spoke with are saying, one was, one was telling me, she said, I was at NFT Paris last year. And she, she said exactly this. She said, I, I felt like I really was the only one. Whereas this year, she said, I see so many, so many more girls. It's great. So it's, it's only moving in the right direction. All right, next off, um, we have Maeve to let us know a little bit in terms of like, hey man, you guys know Zach, right? He's out here telling people, hey, this guy scam how much and stuff like that. But this time, the scammer basically tried to imitate him to scam more people. So Maeve, maybe you can share a little bit on it because you covered it in your daily track. Yeah, so um, it wasn't anything too special. Just that uh, it kind of uh, went under the like, it, it was under the radar for quite a bit, to be honest. Uh, like I, I, I assume Zach gets like ridiculous amounts of DMs a day. So, uh, but but then it it really uh, it really ramped up, and then it became really serious. That's why he he addressed it in more of his posts. I think the the more frightening one is uh, this uh, this one that I covered today. Uh, so just just be careful, guys, because. Uh, like I, I hear about these uh these 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 scams uh, more like credit I, I think they're called credit card frauds. So uh from my experience at least, like they will call you and they will basically pressure you. Uh they'll pressure you either it's like some family thing or whatever, like, right? Basically to pressure you in general. Uh it's always like some emergency or some pressure thing. And uh they will either like in this case for this uh, this this uh backholder, he was uh, basically blackmailed. Um, yeah, but uh, the way they do it is a uh, very, very sophisticated. Basically, showing that they actually had, like, they they were able to show that they had access to your wallet. So yeah, like uh, these these scams, this uh, fish phishing stuff uh, is getting very, very uh, complex and uh, quite to be honest, very, very frightening. So uh, careful, man. Careful, everyone. Like links and all this. Like I, <laughs> I know, I know, bro. <laughs> I, I, I just got it last week. I, I know. I understand. <laughs> oh man, yes, of course. You, uh, you had the thing. I mean, I gotta say. So one of the things that I saw at NFT Paris is that Ledger is actually about to come out with what they call Ledger Extension. The, the name might change, but pretty much uh, alerting you when what you're signing or what you're about to mint, whether it's requesting further access and whether the site maybe was just created yesterday or, you know, it, it, they have all sorts of security measures embedded in there. But, I mean, you're right. The, the one thing that you're saying, Maeve, which is a common, 
a, a recurring theme within the the scamming world is the, the urgency sometimes it, it's all about you know you need to do this now otherwise we'll come and get you i mean i don't know cryptovius on this note i don't know if you ever uh, ever had this but here in the uk sometimes you've got people calling you saying that they're from the government that they are from hmrc they're from you know which is like the the king the king's uh, branch of the government in terms of taxes and they say hey you owe your taxes um if you don't pay x amount now uh, we're gonna come and uh, you know have a warrant at your house, and uh, we're gonna we, you're gonna have to go to jail for like you know three days or something like this. It's it's ridiculous, but some people actually fall for it because they're getting obviously better and better every time. And look, their urgency anytime pressures you, it's just just yeah, hang up. Problem is, Wacky, I do owe taxes. <laughs> <laughs> but i know but no, I'm joking, everybody I'm joking, does I'm joking. right <laughs> i'm joking no but i know what you mean um the thing is one thing that people should bear in mind is that with these government well in the uk for the most part people would rather have the money than have to send you to jail so even if you are really in trouble obviously this ain't financial advice but if people really are in trouble what more often than not, what happens is if the HMRC catch up to you uh, and they say, oh, you owe us X amount of money, uh, pay this and you're going to go, or otherwise you're going to go to jail. They'll normally always try and work it out with you. Even if you can say, like in the UK, you can say, oh, I haven't got the money now, but I can pay X amount each month and set up like a payment plan because at the end of the day, they want the money. The money is more used to them than you being in jail. But like I said, um, yeah. not financial advice and pay pay your bills and debts <laughs> pay your taxes or go to Dubai <laughs> oh man I, <laughs> I I had one of the funniest quote in one of the events and it was actually from one of the French guys who does the the radio event he he was there and we, I don't know who we were talking about all the people that are moving to Dubai obviously to avoid taxes and he said man the space needs to change you know he's like move out of Dubai um Pay your taxes and get some meaning in your life. <laughs> so it was just, I think it was Gaga, it was right? I think it was like joking about it. Or well, I actually don't know if it was joking about it, but I, I think it was Gaga that was uh, tweeting about it. <laughs> wow, I see. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so I want to know also, like, we, we talk about um, scams and stuff like that, right? Like, we have also a, a good number of people who are here from, from the Philippines. Neil, Lulu, let me know, uh, how about you guys? Like, what are the ways that people are scamming in terms of, like, crypto, in terms of, like, regular taxes and stuff like that? Give us some insight, bro. Mm, okay. Uh, well, the, the most common scam here in the Philippines is... Uh, we, well, we have some uh, a mobile app called Gcash. So, it's, it's like a main thing that... Uh, it's like a main avenue wherein people would send money or receive money and then um or even in bank transfers. So what scammers do is that um they change the letter A of some email addresses so that it would appear as if it is the real uh email address of the bank company or of the the developer of the, the mobile app wherein we use to transfer money. So it's that little detail, the, the letter A. You know, uh, we, we we used to write letter A, uh, especially the small letter A's very differently, right? So it, they, they changed that letter A. And then, of course, um, in hindsight, you wouldn't even notice or it, it's not really that obvious that 
the letter A is changed. So, it's one of the things that are becoming more and more rampant here in the Philippines. Uh, aside from the letter A, it's, it's you know, uh, asking for your PIN or um, personal details. People who are uh, misrepresenting as uh, real agents of some bank companies or some some companies even the, the, so that they would be able to to get your your account and then asking okay ma'am uh, we sent a a pin in your in your telephone number so could you give us the the pin so that we would have access to your to your um bank oh, account yeah. they would be you know uh, in, in just a split second all your all your money in that account will be drained and then you wouldn't even be able to contact the person who contacted you because you've been blocked in in their uh, cell phone number or in the connection that you have with them and then suddenly you would realize that oh i might i might i might have been hacked and then you would you would uh contact the the representative the real representative from the company that your your bank is connected to so those are the things that are happening here in in the Philippines. But you know, uh, what's really scary is just the 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 email wherein you change the letter A into another form of letter A, and then um, of course even the elders wouldn't even notice that, and they wouldn't even know that they were scammed already. So yeah, it's it's still very rampant here in the Philippines. So there there's really no. Um, what they call this there's really no solution for it just you know to be to be secured in everything that you do especially with your um monetary transactions our government is actually uh um finding solutions on this nil by uh you need to register your mobile number with your uh with your personal details yeah with your personal details so that uh the government can track if someone is doing these scams and they can fight for it, you know. And also there are text messages uh, rolling right now um, that uh, your account with the Union Bank is locked and you need to click this link. So that's definitely a phishing link. So I didn't click that because Union Bank was the only bank that is crypto-friendly here in the Philippines and the rest of the banks in here are so against crypto because they are centralized and um, Union Bank is the only bank that is open to digital currencies and ready to step up their game to support people uh, going into mass adaption. So, yeah. Yeah. When in doubt, I received a few of those bank emails as well. When in doubt, I just give them a call. I'm like, yo, you block me? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> all right, all right, guys, man. Like we 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 talk about like you know we want to talk about more more towards like the Asian projects, right? And uh, I saw like Maeve put up this thing whereby Mimland right now they kind of like beat um the golden key and they meet make a bit of uh nine 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 Eve. Uh, I mean it's it's crazy, right? When you when you think about it, and uh, basically, I mean Mongrel, I think he put the price was like two thousand Eve. Uh, but Mimland, you know, basically they tweeted out, it's like, you know what, we made a beat um, 999 Eve, um, and then tag him, and it's like, you know what, it's your play. So, 
man, Maeve, what do you right. think about this? Like, what did, does the Golden Key... Like, I, I wasn't following too much in terms of, like, the sewer pass because, man, I mean, I, I don't have the key, right? And I don't play the games. Uh, but right <laughs> now, like, with this Golden Key, basically, people can bid so high. What is it all about, man? I just want to know. Just a quick one for you, Maeve, to put things in context. 999 ETH at the price of ETH at the moment is 1.658 million. Dollar. Let GW go here, bro. I want to hear GW. I want to hear Wacky. Then I'm going to chime in because like, I, I got quite a few <laughs> every, things to bro, say, bro, guys. Every I time when <laughs> GW <laughs> raises his head, you know it's serious shit. That's Woo-hoo. it. GW, GW, go you, ahead. You know it. You know it. I know um, it. I know it. Come on. <laughs> give it to me. Yeah, so from, I mean, I see this as like a, a master class in uh, Web3 marketing. Um, it almost doesn't matter what what this key does. The point is there's only one and everyone has eyes on it. Every space will be talking about it. Um, you know, the, the, I don't know how many times the tweet would have been shared and retweeted, but this is this is perfect marketing. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's looking at it, and then you look at you look at the cost. Okay, nine hundred nine ETH is a lot. It's actually about what ten percent, a bit less than ten percent of their captain's um, mint proceeds. Ten percent is actually not that much in terms of marketing budget. Normally, you'd put it, you'd actually put probably twenty, thirty percent or or more. This is you know talking about typical typical businesses. Um, yeah, so you know you put in ten percent, you've got everyone in the whole space talking about it. You, you can see it sort of aligns to all their uh, captains' um, comments and and captains' price pump. Um, you know everything's coming together at the right time. Um, you know he he might not even accept this uh, this offer. Which means then they've got it for free, so that that's my point of view. It's perfect. It's perfect marketing. Oh, he's definitely not going to accept this offer. And from what you're telling me, uh, basically, Memeland are a bunch of cheapos only spending ten percent of their mint price on marketing. <laughs> I mean, this is just ridiculous, Memeland. One no, not ten percent. Zero percent now, right? <laughs> Why? Oh yeah, because well, well. yeah, they're not going to take the offer, and and everyone's <laughs> talking about it. It's it's perfect. Yeah. He's hey, not going to take this, the offer for sure. B- before Maeve and Becky give the insight, right? Like this reminds me of. Do you guys remember this guy called Richard? Uh, basically, he's the guy that bring the branding of like the 3D glasses. So one will be blue, one will be red, and then even his shoes, he will wear one blue, one red. So he's actually like the co-founder of uh, Manifold. So they did, I, I remember clearly, it was also, you know, he said, you know what? I'm not gonna sell my. I'm not gonna sell my uh, punk, uh, no matter how much you offer. And I think somebody offered like 420 ETH or something like that, like a ridiculous amount. And then he rejected it. Uh, and then you know people say, ah, you know this is your payday. You are stupid to do this, this and that. But he make a threat about it and say, you know what? This is my branding. Like if I offer you money to right now buy your identity, like to buy your name, buy your identity would you sell it for that price, right? So he rejected it. And hey, man, like the other guy that offer uh, took all the credit on it and he didn't even pay a single cent, right? So this would be interesting. Wacky, uh, to you. Oh, man. Um, you know, I heard, uh, I-, I was listening to a space. It was, I think it was Friday's space. 
the Nick and Bo and Franklin was on because they kept on going around how Franklin was manipulating the market and basically was you know uh, what what do you call it? He was frustrating the market and and him and and how him and Big Match and what is it Machi Big Brother and how, basically they were joking that him and Machi Big Brother are pretty much getting on a call every day to say, hey, are we getting the market to go up today? Are we getting the market to go down? Which collection? What offers? What bids? Because you know they're pretty much running the space. It's like 15 wallets that are running this whole blur farming. But yeah, I mean, as we know, there's a lot of, a lot of the collections have had those ridiculous offers to make it look like something is, is, is going. I mean, look, no ding on Yuga, right? But they've been master marketers since the very beginning. Who knows? whether Eminem and uh, what's his name and Snoop were paid or not to promote you, promote the, the board of your club. But <laughs> all I can tell you is that they're the number one brand out there. Everybody wants one. And I think that's another example of something that's going to boost their reputation. Yeah. yeah. But who, who is, who is this mongrel guy and how did he get the golden key? Maybe, do you know? He's one of the number one uh, gamers. Yeah, I think it's it's the highest score. Is it yeah. not? He's the no. pro. He's a pro Fortnite player. Yeah, pro Fortnite. So what All they're right, saying man, is man. there's a there's a lot of professional gamers coming into into Web three. I mean, in this case, it could be a lot, it would be a lot more lucrative for him. Um, but GW, than... this is common, right? Like uh, I think Kyung's even wrote a uh, like a mini rant thread about this. Like uh, I think it was like apes like sourcing it out, and then uh, I I I didn't read too much into it, but uh, it's pretty common. I mean, like if you own an ape, you pretty much got the resources to outsource to better gamers, cause well, most likely you're probably not a gamer, which is pretty common. But uh, yeah. But anyhow, I I had I had to share this uh this meme man this machi my god this machi and uh, Franklin thing is uh, all these wheels, but like for for me at least, it's pretty common to see this. Like uh, what's it called? Uh, like fake outs, right? Like I, I would call it like fake outs, or flash dumps and all this. Like it's pretty common in in the crypto market. Like, I I know like Neo Lu has probably seen this like a lot of times as well, but uh yeah, seeing it happen in the NFT space is uh is really really interesting. Uh, just re- just reminds me of like how how we look at liquidity books in general. Anyhow, very boring topic. Don't want to talk about that. Talk about uh. What, what was your question again? You're asking about uh, the key thing. Yeah, yeah. Things so I bit, want to right? know like how he get the golden key. Like, is it because you play and then you get the golden key? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I, I realized like, hey man, like even if Yuga has no plans of the golden key, but right now Minland made an offer like 999 if to buy it. It's like, ah shit, we have to do something about the golden key, right? I feel like, uh, like Gavin, like uh, GW is on point. It's, it's free marketing. But like for me, right, uh, like how Meme then started was uh, he bought like I don't know like stupid amounts of uh, one one kings right I think it was like back of my head I'm pretty sure it was like three kings, like give or take that's maybe like three fifty five hundred six hundred ETH, so like uh uh what was the there, there was a guy right Lior I think it was Lior right he he used that uh gen that what's it called that ape key to to unlock I I don't know what's the exact term but he he basically bought that key. That serum, so yeah, it was a serum, the serum, and then he got that hound, and then he made a collection of it. I think at that time when he bought was a like, for for me at least, or like for a lot of people, including myself, I felt it was a, it was a ridiculous price. I, I think it was like some like five hundred ETH or something. But then, 
uh, I think earlier earlier this year or like late last year when he did his uh, mutant hound collar collection, like collectively he actually made more than he bought, and obviously in between he had so much goodwill, right? He he proved himself being like a proper dev. He like he built like a whole ecosystem, and he even made money of it. It was just like a classic example of like money make more money. Obviously, like. Like uh, definitely kudos to him. He's definitely got skills. He's a he's a builder. He can you know all that all that stuff, right? But uh, my my point being is like even like right now we look at it like two thousand if is a lot. It is it is super. It's like a lot of money. But at the same time, like because it is a one of one, like you can do so much with it, and you can literally build like a whole ecosystem just because you have this one of one key of this bot ape sub. I won't call it like a sub, but it's just like a it, it can be like a thing. Uh, it can be a thing by itself, is what I'm trying to say. Yep, and I I realize like, hey man, like meme land right now is killing in the space. Like their MVP is like sixty over if even the captains is like four if potato is at two if. So man, like I mean, they are making move right now in the space, and uh, it's interesting to see like these kind of projects. They are wanting to you know collab like. I mean, we can talk about it, right? Like, basically, two big projects collab together to do something. And uh, even, like, I, I told you, Maeve, like, Kongu. Uh, basically, you know, if you stake your Kongu, you can also earn, uh, I think it was the Yoga Pets uh, token called Prana. So it's interesting to see how, like, hey, projects right now, they can kind of, like, collaborate together, share a similar token. And when you share the token, basically, you are tap, you tap your community towards that ecosystem. And I see, like, you know, right now, NFT projects need to have this type of, like, strong partners to build together and not, like, building in silos whereby, you know what, I'm going to build it. Um, I'm going to just use it in my ecosystem and that's it. I don't care about you guys. But right now, like, I mean, Wacky can say to the contest to this, right? Like, if you go to NFT uh, Paris, everybody is, like, collaborating in terms of, like, you know, you guys doing with Rock Radio. Uh, you know, um, D-Gods is doing with another project. So, it's all about collaboration. And I believe, like, this moving forward, like, this year right now, it's almost the end of February, right? January is good. February is good. I know projects have like you know we see huge success in terms of you know project minting out project raise the floor price community is happy so I'm excited man I'm I'm really pumped up for this year because man this year is gonna be a good year this year is gonna be awesome it's actually it's gonna be so much more exciting well a what we see with blur but I think this whole blur thing is gonna be a great catalyst for some collections to then say okay what do we do next right I'm not talking about the the, the no royalties aspect, but I'm just saying in general, there's a buzz right now about the NFT space. You know, as much as, um, and this is the pickle, this is the pickle about the royalties, is that if we go back and let's say we put on the full royalties, right, there will be less trading happening on, uh, you know, on NFTs in general, which means less, there will be less to talk about. There will be less ridiculous moves with people, I mean, if you look at Matchy Big Brother, right? I think it was him that bought Mandos and OSF uh, 70 apes. B basically, they flocked all their bids into his, and he pretty much ended up being uh, the ones that owned most of them. And I think, what, two, three days later, not, not even two days later, he sold them back and lost 700 ETH or something ridiculous like this. And um, he says, oh, it's okay. You know, uh, I did it for the culture. I'm, I'm still yeah, here, no problem. I 
I'm actually looking at the tweet. He said, no need to continuous thank me for bearing the cost to decentralize OSF and Mando's ape. I did it for the club. You're welcome. Man, this guy, <laughs> man. This guy is making moves. He, exactly. he made money, Waggy. He, he dumped, he? right? Yeah, so he and uh, Franklin. So like I said, like, this is like flash dumping, right? So he and Franklin dumped. But they basically averaged down, way down. I think it was like 55 or something. So he bought a bunch again at super low price. So now he's just like he's comfortable he's just waiting in, in a lot of ways. Like it's just, it was just pretty much it was, it was a flash dump, right? From like the seventy five or something. It just went down to I don't know, like I, I assume it, it definitely went down to maybe fifty two, fifty five ranges and then he and Franklin probably bought up quite a number of them. Because everybody oh. probably got triggered. I mean it's like stop loss, right? Probably got yeah, triggered, yeah, yeah. everybody dumped and shit. <laughs> Man, it, it just nuts what's happening at the moment. Yeah, so if you guys are thinking about farming blur, you know, be, be careful there. As as Franklin was saying, he's like, yo, yo, it's stupid not to farm the blur token right now. But it, just bid on the collection that you actually like. Bid at like 10 to 15% less at a price that you're comfortable. Yes, you're not going to get like the plus two and a half, two five X um, points, but you're still going to collect points. And if it does hit, then you still acquired one of the, uh, collections that you really want at a 10 to 15% discount. So, you know, there's, he says there's really not, not much to lose. Um, it's, it's pretty wild what's happening at the moment. But it makes the space exciting, right? So I think there's something to say about this. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, when you look at, I mean, right now, people are still talking about the blur. Uh, I believe, like, after this whole NFT and uh, Paris kind of thing die down, people are going to come back to the topic. And so... I mean, man, this is interesting to see how she, how things shift and move. But as May shared on the pin tweet, you know, he is exactly that meme, right? Half of the NFT in the universe, he is having it. Like, everything that has happened is like, you know what? Oh, Machi swap, Machi swap. And it's, it's going to be a meme. I mean, soon, I, I believe Machi is going to be a meme as well. All right, next off to the last thing that we want to talk about today is basically this thing called the DDD. Previously, you guys know uh, we have Dan Deka Dan on the show with us uh, in the Rock Radio Asia Web3 motherfuckers. And today, hey, if you guys are an artist, all you have to do is, you know, join it because I think the grand prize is worth like 3 ETH. So if you guys are an artist, this is just a quick hex up for you guys. Basically, um, you know, right from February 18 to March 17, that will be the submission period. All you have to do is post your fan art in the channel in Discord, tweet it with uh, Deka, tag them, or hashtag then DDD Art Contest. Um, they have tons of prize. Like the grand prize will be a Genesis uh, OG Kumu, which is worth 3 ETH. And then they also have like the spirit key. Um, I think the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth will be a spirit key. And also like the last winner, will they will choose five of it to have an allow list guaranteed for their pine. Uh, pine basically, it's a guaranteed mint. So, hey man, like, I mean, if you guys are an artist and always wanting to put your work out, I mean, this is a good opportunity. And um, I, I think we, me, Maeve, and Wacky, we also discussed this, like, we want to tap a little bit more into the Japanese project. I know, like, most of the sp spaces right now is pure in Japanese language. Uh, we totally don't understand, but hey, that yeah, ecosystem... Yeah, that complicates things a bit. Say again? 
that complicates things a bit. <laughs> yep, yep. But hey, I mean, they are doing massive crazy, like in terms of like the project, the floor price and stuff like that. So I know we want to cover a little bit more in terms of having more Jap- Japanese projects on top of it because Japan is considered Asia and, uh, you know, this is just something that we want to tap on. Um, Wacky, Maeve, do you have any more news? Or uh, you know what? Today we're going to close up the show pretty early today. Um, just to fit, just to close up on that, uh, then decadent, we actually had a, a chat with uh, Salary, that is part of the uh, then decadent team. What what is his actual role? And um, do you remember Puke Salary? Is he one of the founders or? Um, yeah, I, Salary I is is uh, he's the main founder. Oh, actually, the, the, there's one thing I wanted to. Well, actually, there's a couple of things, but like the the important one is. Uh, uh, TMA guys, TMA. So uh, to, tomorrow, end of tomorrow is the last day for TMA. Uh, if you don't know, it's, it's called the Mafia Animals. So they're, they're running a thousand, what's it called? A thousand spot app whitelist raffle. All you gotta do is uh, go to a either a pet cafe, a zoo, or a ranch. Uh, take pictures and uh, post it on their Discord. Like, uh, seems pretty easy. And uh, if you have time in between your your day, definitely try to do that. Uh, like, give, give me a second to find it. Can you, can yeah, you yeah. So what is so what is there to win there? Yeah, just just put it up there. Okay. Okay. Top. So um, let let me just tell you a little bit. Yeah, we we almost forget this. Uh, thanks, me for pointing out. All right, guys. So as we talk about Japanese project, basically you know that Crypto Ninja. I mean, they are. Is it Crypto Ninja World, right? They are doing amazing stuff in terms of like their mint is like 0.001, like almost free. And then the floor price goes up to like 1 ETH, 2 ETH. Uh, even right now, they, cre- they create a Crypto Ninja nouns, CNN. And uh, the nouns price, I think the bid for per noun is like one noun per day, right? Uh, the bid as high as 5 ETH that is people buying right now. And they, la- they launched like tons of projects a lot of side projects, their partners, it's, it's similar, like, you know, we have like Mimland, Keong's, Olive X Genesis, which are, they all friends sharing the ecosystem. So I believe like, uh, if, if you listen to Maeve, he always say this word, which is Hayato, right? So Hayato is basically the founder uh, of the Mafia Animals. So uh, Maeve po- posts up a pin tweet on top. So basically, this is the founder, which is called Ri. Um, all you have to do is this thing, which is, you know, go to example a, a zoo or a pet cafe uh put put the sign t so t represents uh the mafia animal the obviously is t right so take two photos the first photo is with a pet the second photo is like the location or the name of that cafe or zoo um that you go to and uh basically why we talk about this is because he is also i think maybe he's a friend of hayato as well right he's the he's the co-founder of uh, cnp Crypto yeah. Ninja partner, partner. Yeah. So he, yeah. So he's the co-founder of CNP. As you guys know, CNP is like crazy. It was like the first. I think it was like the first collection that really blew the whole Japanese project. And then after that, you got like live like a cat, which also done crazy stuff. So uh, take a look at this. Um, if you can join, just join because uh, it will be a thousand slots. Uh, spots and then they will raffle it and then the mean price is also going to be like I mean same formula which is going to be very cheap and maybe this is a good way um, or you know how we want to share alpha so check it out the mafia animals uh, tomorrow is going to close so guys if you do it uh, I mean and you and you make money out of it 
congrats to you guys. But this is basically <laughs> just a try for you guys. All right. We, we charge we charge royalties on Alpha. Half of the proceeds go back into the Pewcast account. <laughs> uh, wait, so so we need to post pictures in their Discord, right? No, so you post on your Twitter, and then basically okay. you go to the Discord, and then there's a place where you can drop the link. So they will check the link that you posted on Twitter. Okay, I'm gonna have to use Google Google Translate in there. And just get in there. So I, I can just I can just take a picture of, of me and my house. I've got you know two dogs, two cats. I mean this is perfect. I'm, I'm all set, right? <laughs> uh, well they they're pretty strict on the uh, I think it's ranch zoo and pet cafe thing. Like I assume because like they they may or may not understand other languages. So when they look at it, I assume they, their best friend is going to be Google. So they're like, is that not a place? And then like nope, nope. So, like, if you see, like, the, the example I shared, like, uh, you can clearly see the, uh, what's it called, the name of the place she went. Oh, I don't know, some Japanese zoo. Then, uh, the, yep, yep, yep. I, I assume they're pretty strict on this. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, they, I, I assume they, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty anal on this. Oh, yeah, so the, the reason why I shared this, obviously, like, because I, I see TME being big and all that. But the main thing is because, uh, from my experience, if you look at, like, uh, I think last week was Mosey Fam. And uh, there was another, I think, Isekai battle, or like basically a, a couple other Japanese projects. Unless you have ICL, or you are a CNP holder, or you know, basically like a like a Genesis holder of their collection, then only will you be able to qualify for their whitelist. But if not, like in general, even even like uh, TMA has like eleven k supply. I'm pretty sure it's eleven k. Uh, they only have one thousand for like this this raffle method. And maybe like another thousand or even four hundred. I wouldn't even be surprised. It's just like another four or six hundred public. But most of the time for Japanese projects, they don't even do a public sale uh, at all. So it's just all yeah. like all gobbled up internally. So yeah, yeah, it, they're very strong. It's pretty impressive. We we need to find we need to find some uh, some Japanese local Japanese people. Well, we've got salary, but he's, you know he's from Hong Kong initially. He was saying. Yep, so Wacky, you have to bring your dog to a pet cafe and take photo. That's it. You cannot do it in your house. <laughs> doing so, to, so tomorrow, when you, when you, for example, when you walk your dog, right, because you are a good owner, obviously, right? And then when you go to, you have to, this time, not just walk and then come back, but you have to go into the pet cafe, uh, take photo and post it. And man, I'm going to comment on it. I'm like, oh, Wacky and his dog, so cute. That's it. Ah, uh, cool. I love it. I love it. Great, great alpha. Love that stuff. All right, boys and girls, I think I think that's us for today, isn't it? Yep, yep. Drake, okay, wait, wait, wait. Drake, I've got another news for you guys. Drake lost $400,000 in DCC <laughs> after, losing, after losing a bet on Jake Paul's boxing match. Oh, man. Like, all right, so I know you guys are going to hate me on this, but I want Jake Paul to win. So I, I set an alarm at uh, 4 a.m. in the morning to watch the match. And man, like when he was fighting, for example, like the MMA guys, he looks good because like the MMA guys don't really know how to box. Like that's not their forte, right? And so <laughs> he, yeah, so, and so he looks like, hey, he can like kind of like maneuver, he can punch and stuff like that. But this time when he was, you know, fighting Tommy Fury, right? It's like a real boxer and all he do is hugging the guy. Like, involved. like even in the first <laughs> round, the guy swing two punch, he hugs him. And then so much time that the referee is like, okay, you know what? Guys, please don't hug and 
proper just go and fight it out, right? So I seen the first time today, like, hey man, like it's dif- it's totally different when he was fighting, like for example, MMA fighters, YouTubers, compared to fighting like Tommy Fury. But hands off the fight, uh, even though the scorecards was, uh, I think it was uh, one favor him, two favor Tommy Fury. But the whole fight, when you watch it, hey man, like Tommy Fury owned his ass. That's it. But I just want to say, man, I I was thinking if Jake Paul really did win, he's going to smoke the whole boxing uh, I mean, community and they're going to be mad angry at him. Man. <laughs> he's not going to do shit, man. <laughs> Jake Paul rugged us with NFTs. He's not going to do shit in boxing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Uh, all, all right, right guys. guys. Once again, you know, thank you for being a part oh, of the... Oh, Forza, pu- wait. We've got a last-minute hand. We've got a uh, last-minute he, hand. He's going to shit on me. Yeah. He's going to shit on me. Forza, <laughs> yeah, Forza. Man, <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is you watch alone, okay? I was watching it with the whole Pixamon community. Like, the community manager, the head core team. <laughs> we were, like, 25 people like, watching it live. And it was like, bro, why are these guys are hugging out? This is a boxing match or, like, a hugging competition. <laughs> You so know, funny. you you know the guys that are hugging it out. You know they're they're yeah. a little bit wetting their pants there, and they're they're afraid to go down. Generally, that's and, how it goes. And, and we had some more fun too. Like we better like who's gonna win it? And the Pixelmon mod he better on Jake Paul, and we better on Tommy. And after Jake lost, we were like, you didn't bet on a professional boxer. You better on a YouTuber. Like he was so funny. The whole match. Uh, so wait, yeah. wait. So Pixelmon has a big community for boxing. Bro, they are like fitness freaks. Like these guys are like pro fitness freaks. It's they host events like everything. <laughs> oh man! All right, we have comic up on stage. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Comic Tom's coming up. I think still in the process. Karmic, how you doing, Karmic? Hey, Karmic, I'm good, guys. Uh. I- Uh, and I uh, will follow up on everything we talked about. Uh, w- Waki, I put 12 euros for the taxi and I will keep him fed. <laughs> because, because... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Come here, come here. Like, we almost end the show, but before we end, tell me something that Waki do when he was drunk. That's it. Uh, he didn't see me. <laughs> uh, well, so actually what was like, we went back... Just the day before NFT Paris, we went to Proof of French. And like, basically, I live at like 11 p.m. And the thing I do is like, I wake up the next morning. I'm like, what? Wacky posted at 3 a.m. What did happen? And this guy, man, he's full of energy, a party animal. But just to give you an example of who Wacky really is, is we went to Pirate Labs. So first, Wacky was like, all the way down to it, we we live in FT Paris. We get on a cab, and we go to Pirate Labs. And there's on the um, Robbie Young, the CEO of Animoca Brands. And Waki, I wanted to talk with the guy about like his mockavers. And Waki, he just shows up and be like natural. He gets into the conversation with the two other people he didn't know, and then he talk uh, with the CEO of Animoca Brands, and like it was fully natural. And then Waki had to go because, like, he made, like, 10, 10 different events in the day. But what happened is, like, the CEO of Animoca brand talks about royalties. And he said, yeah, we're going to create a legal framework so that people, art creators 
for royalties can launch like class action if they want to. And then you say, oh, I've just had a talk with a very smart young man. So first, Waki was described as a young man. And then like, <laughs> no, but, but, no, but I was like, man, uh, Waki is young, but you know, uh, like, uh, okay, he's, he's older. He's, he's maybe older than you. Uh, and he actually shout out to you, Waki. And he said, uh, yeah, so definitely he reminded you and that's cool. So I'm very, very, uh, bullish on rug radio Asia. And, uh, and yeah, I think, uh, partnerships and the, like, uh, maybe giveaways or big projects are, are going to come and, uh, and honestly, like Waki is like, when I was in the event, everybody knew him. So basically, I'm I'm just outside of the event, and I I see I see a, I see a, a young woman, uh, quite attractive, I must say, and like <laughs> and and like Waki say, oh, just give me a few seconds. He go talks to her, and I'm like, wow, Waki knows everybody, and basically. He knows a lot of people in the space and he's a recognizable figure. So now just people need to make sure they see who he is with his <laughs> Twitter and digital identity, but with the pics it, he posted, like he's super appreciated. So great, uh, Mickey, uh, great meeting you, Waki Chainer, and uh, yeah, keeping you posted. And I owe you 12 euros for the taxi for the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to sort this out, Karmic. We're going to sort this out. You and me, buddy. No problem. <laughs> yeah, it was great to meet you, too. It was awesome. We had a, we had a great time. We've, we've got, we've got Loar.art, uh, who also requested to come on stage. Loar, are you here? Oh, oh, maybe, maybe not. Nope. <laughs> All right, guys. Once again, you know, uh, it's pretty exciting, uh, you know, to the space. I can't wait to do this week, get back to it, build a space with you guys. Because once again, thank you for being part of the PewCast community. And with you guys, we believe that we are one step ahead in building the most genuine community in Asia. So Lulu, sign us out. Thank you for tuning in with, the, how do I say it? I was wondering whether you had prepared the new outro. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, have a good night, guys. Alright, guys, take care. See you again tomorrow. And if you guys, you know, have any more requests in terms of topics you want to talk about, do let us know. Till then, see you guys tomorrow. Bye bye. See you guys, love you.